0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of throwing tantrums this is this solo audition this is where i get to interview and pry and interrogate some of the dancers in the in the dance company because you know for the most part a lot of us is like we're we're all getting an opportunity to like share our opinions and you guys get to know everyone but i kind of want to like i want to use these episodes for you to get to know the dancers individually share their story and whatnot get to know everyone in the company beyond the dance uh, before we get into it let's cue the intro welcome back to throwing tantrums i'm Emroy, the director of throwing tantrums and today we're featuring featuring one of our dancers james <laughs> <laughs> jb detman uh, is that, did i say that right i feel like i've never said your last name before
1: no, you said it right. Okay, Definitely. cool.
0: So this is her first podcast, so uh, be kind, rewind, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'm going to let her take the floor Give you a little, give the crowd a little bit of the origin story of how you got into dance, your, I don't know, your history of dancing, cruise you're in, whatnot. Okay.
1: Well, hello. Um, let's see. When I was a kid, I always my mom was always throwing me into a bunch of random little physical activity classes. So whether it be like gymnastics or karate, but I took a lot of dance classes. It was never like a steady thing. So I could never say like I fully committed to it before. And then I completely mm. stopped. But when I got into high school and into my sophomore year, I went to my first homecoming game and I saw the first homecoming halftime show. And I saw one of my friends and a few of my future friends actually perform in the middle of the field and I felt so inspired. So mm. I just didn't stop searching for that team and to find something so that I can try to figure out how to do that.
0: Oh, so they weren't like, they weren't part of the school program. You were like a separate like group outside of the school that was just invited to perform.
1: It was, it was kind of well, it kind of developed into the school's team itself. Once we got our permanent instructor, but, um, it started off as like an after-school program and it wasn't technically a dance team, but they started making it into a team themselves kind of thing.
0: <laughs> that sounds yeah. familiar.
1: It was really cute.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. Like, Because I remember when, oh, fuck, I hate saying this, back in my day. Because <laughs> uh, Jamie is one of the, the, the younger dancers in the crew. Uh, she hasn't gone to perform with us yet because I, like, originally, just to give you guys context, those for you listening, temper tantrum originally started off as a project but the entire like, i'd say like 80 percent of the company want of the project wanted it to be an official thing so i figured okay cool if it's going to be like a, th- a thing i might as well invite the people who weren't able to do it originally to be continue being a part of it so yeah uh, and jamie it helps that i've trained jamie prior so that way i'm like not like starting from the ground up in a sense so i was kind of uh, particular like certain technique I was looking for because a lot of the stuff we do is uh, to uh, is the street style called blocking. In case you guys don't know what that is, look it up. Uh, but yeah, back, going back to this, the original story. Um, when I was younger, because when you said you were inspired by the dancers you saw in the halftime show, I felt the same way. Like when I first saw my the first all-male dance team in Glendale. But the thing is, it wasn't cool for dudes to dance back then. If you're a dude that dances, you're gay. Like, oh, yeah. you dance, bro. Are you gay? Like, you are you, a, you know, the F word? So it's like, and that wasn't cool. And I, I, I quit dancing in sixth grade because I was called the F word. I was pra- practicing a lock I was practicing pacing in sixth grade because I saw sync do, do it. and um, But yeah, so because when you, when you said inspired, I felt inspired, but it became into like kind of hate in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, because one of the favorite messages like I heard from a friend is like, haters are confused admirers. Because they they because when you see greatness or you feel in, in, when you see someone doing something amazing, it's a reminder to themselves of what they could be, but they're not acknowledging it.
1: Hmm.
0: So it's like they're because they're denying that part of themselves. Like, oh, I want to be a dancer, but I'm getting judged for being a dancer. So fuck dancing. The whole school was like, oh, and I'm like, fucking respect. <laughs> like, they are gonna take that fucking sitting down.
1: That's what got you. That's what got you.
0: Yeah. So, what teams are you in currently, or what teams have you danced with?
1: Um, I've danced with quite a few teams. Um, when I started, I started out with Team LA, um, because Bliss was my instructor from high school, and he took me into his professional team. And I learned so much from him; very, very grateful. Um, from mm, then. This is great. I, oh yeah. I uh, from then I went on to Project Vivod and then Grits and Gravy, and then right now I am on Vandal's solely.
0: What do you feel like you've because? Uh, you're hev- it sounds like you're heavily involved with, the, I'd say, the L.A. dance scene community right now. Like, mm-hmm. What do you feel like the main lessons you've noticed from each team? Like, because I, each team vibes differently, as you've seen. Like, yeah. what's the, I, maybe not the lesson, but what's the pattern you kind of see? I'm just curious.
1: Um, the pattern I've kind of seen is that it really depends on what each person in the team wants out of dance itself. It depends on if each person wants to pursue it professionally. If they're doing it just to make them happy. If they're doing it to compete. If they're doing it just to perform. Mm. It really, it's important that everybody at least knows what everybody wants, yeah. so that everybody has the same expectations.
0: Yeah, that's true because so if not everyone is aiming to be industry. Some people are just trying to yeah. do it because it's therapeutic for them. Exactly. When you joined the your first team, I'd say in high school, like. How what compelled you to keep going beyond it?
1: What compelled me to keep going beyond it was how it made me feel like physically. I felt really good about myself because I was like, you know, I took the physical education classes when I was in high school and I, <laughs> I didn't like it, so I didn't. It was, I sat
0: down whenever there was basketball. I'm like, mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I'm I'm like five feet tall. I don't like. I don't like to do sports. I don't like to run, all that kind of stuff. But dance was something where I could still be physically active and not think about how much I hate it. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> I, I told this to my friends um, when they asked me why I kept going as well. Um, I told them that dance is one of the things I know I'm not the best at, but one of the only things that I really care to get better at. Mm. Uh, that like it doesn't matter how good I am how good I am at it. It matters how I feel about it. Yeah, um, and it's it's always made me happy and it hasn't stopped making me happy. So
0: that's really good. Yeah, that's amazing because, yeah, I have a lot of friends, man. I just look at them. I look back at that my experience of them. I, they were at the levels that I aspire to be at. Like they were beasts and I thought they could be like, man, they could be backup dancers. But they, you know, they, uh, like you said, everyone has like their not everyone aspires to be at that professional level. But it, it's like, it's crazy how people like, not divulge. Is it divulge? But yeah. way, they go. They go a different path. Maybe it's a, the curse of being talented, because you get you get yeah. tired of what you're good at, and you, you're looking for something else. Your challenge that challenges you. Because when I came in, when I joined my, my high school dance team, I don't think I, I picked up choreo, but I certainly don't think I was the best. Mm-hmm. um So I think, I, and there was, like I guess, a chip on my shoulder that I wanted to like keep going I, like. I'm not at their level yet, so I just keep putting in the work. It sounded like they, you kind of like judged you in a sense. Did you kept going? Is there past friends?
1: Not necessarily judge, but they were just curious to see what my mindset behind it was because they knew I wasn't like they knew how I felt about myself not being the best. You know, they knew that I was aware of it in a way. Mm. Um, So they were like, "Why do you keep doing it then?" Mm. If, you, if you feel so bad. I was <laughs> like, well, I don't feel bad. It's, it's interesting seeing how far I've come because when I when I started in high school, they, uh, the administrators literally used to call me two left feet because <laughs> I sucked so bad at dancing. Dude,
0: this is an example right here. Like, you're an example. How old were you when you started?
1: Uh, 15, 14, maybe? Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, this is an example of like, because I get this a question I get, on uh, my YouTube comments, my DMs, they ask, like, is 13 too old, 15, 16, 18, 21, too old to start dancing? No, and it's Even not. with no experience. And the, you, the fact that you said, yeah, two left feet, and you are where you are now, it's like, damn, you just be, got to be consistent. You just reminded me, like, of one of my other friends. Uh, well, not friends anymore, because we, we lost fell out of touch. But he was one of the worst. <laughs> he, I, I, I questioned if he should be on the team. As he was like literally, he danced so small, you know. Like, I don't know if like we tell us to extend our moves, like, he danced very small. Obviously, he was yeah. it was his first performance, but I was like, Whoa! But now he's fucking doing carnival, not now because of the COVID 19, but he was doing cruises, traveling. He can kick my ass and dance,
1: Insane. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, he's became like a really good uh, jazz and contemporary dancer. Wow. So, and he started in high, in high school, 14. Yeah. So I mean, how, how, speaking of COVID, like how, how has that affected you overall? Whether dance, life, dance Mad. life. <laughs> it's,
1: been, it's, it's been rough, honestly. Um, it's hard to get people to understand this, I guess, in my point of view. But um, it's, it's really been difficult for me to dance sometimes or most of the time because I would get so much of my energy from the people around me and just feeding off them, you know, loving to be there and, you know, having all this happiness and joy and me just feeding off of it. Cause I'm very empathic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so difficult to be by myself and try and dance. Like I've, I've taken a few classes, I've done a free freestyle sessions and it's, I, I eventually look around and I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Mm. It, it's difficult. It's really difficult. And it's it's it sucks because all I want to do is get better, but it's hard to utilize all this time that I have.
0: Yeah, I hear you. So it's it's kind of like that energy kind of fuels you in a sense.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because uh, it would have been interesting having Amanda shared a similar sentiment about having a hard time practicing at home until she found something that kind of uh, I guess it helped her break through in practicing by herself. So it would have been super interesting having you two talk together in the in the, in the podcast. So. Because then, because this is why I love the group. And if you it, if it's, if it's your first time hopping on, uh, this is actually Jamie's first time on the podcast. She's only too good to hang out with the rest of the group. It's because because no. we're old. She's like, if you're over twenty five, I'm done with you guys.
1: <laughs> I promise. Uh, I'm just working a lot.
0: Yeah, she's just work. She's just working on getting away from the over uh, over the twenty five year old people. <laughs> but yeah, so. Because uh, one of the reasons I love the whole group, the group podcast is like the conversations that happen and the inside men. The last podcast we were in, Diego was on fire. In terms of the classes, like, w- were you excited when you were first taking the online classes or were you just like, because everyone's teaching for free?
1: I was so excited. I was, I was so excited taking the online classes. Like I, at the beginning of the quarantine, I went and stayed with my mom for the first few months until everything started opening back up and I went back to work. It made me so excited, and it made her excited because she doesn't really get to see me dance because she lives so far away. Mm. And so she saw me like in the kitchen sometimes <laughs> taking classes because that's the only place with like a hard floor rather yeah. than a carpet. Um, and it made us both really happy. And then it was it was just like, man, <laughs> why am I in the kitchen taking a <laughs> free <every> class online? <laughs> yeah, it uh. it was just it was weighing on me.
0: Yeah, no. It's, it, it takes a, mi- a minute to find something, because when I'm practicing my own breaking stuff, I'm like, when's the next performance? But then, I, in my head, uh, the main thing, what's helping me at least, and you're you're cool right now because you're young. But for me is like, I'm old, all <laughs> older, <laughs> uh, so I want to make sure that I'm like in shape when I get back into the rehearsal and like I don't have any, I don't lose any specific moves. But uh, I, now that dancing is super limited rehearsals are super limited like how's the experience of uh quarantine or just everything in general so far because we'll start off with covid how's that affected you and your dance life and like activity you know going from all these shows one second and we had like you in the temper tantrum meeting i had a fucking year light out lined up for us we were ready (laughs) like we were like cool and then what mar february march april like nope <laughs> no kidding. video shoots no gigs like i was looking at our calendar like oh we're supposed to be performing today oh this is tech rehearsal <laughs> 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 nope we're all just we're, how's everything been for you like in quarantine life well life? um
1: it it's been hard to stay active uh i started doing yoga <laughs> and it's, I've been nice. like falling in and out of doing that, so it's not like consistent. I learned how to skate, so I've been going from place to place with that. And, Sick, I was just,
0: yeah. I was actually just skating before this. To like, it's nice to just like go around the neighborhood because I have like a small hill, so mm-hmm. just like get that little bit of adrenaline.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a bike lane near me, and so there's a bunch of like random hills on it, and so it's just really nice to learn at least. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm really thankful for learning how to skate. I've won- wanted to do that for a while. Um, sure. It's it's difficult. I kind of I'm not used to staying like in my own little space very much anymore because I'm used to like being on my feet, and moving around, and going from like job to job or rehearsal to job or whatever. Um, yeah. And now it's like I, I sit down sometimes. Like, what else am I supposed to do today? It's like four, and I finished everything I needed to do. <laughs> I feel so unproductive.
0: House is clean.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, well, yeah, I hear you. that here, oh, not me, but like, I, my house is a mess. <laughs> but work <laughs> stuff is different. Um, I saw you at some protests. Uh, one of the protests. Like, how's uh, in regards to BLM? Because the other members of of temper tantrum have been active about it, sharing their perspectives on it. How's everything? What, how is? Well, first, what what was your experience with uh the protest?
1: um (laughs) no not this time (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's it's been it's been a little rough um i guess i'll start from the beginning um when we when i first heard about uh george floyd at least you know moving into this wave of the black lives matter movement um my mom was telling me about it over the phone because i don't watch the news um I, I read about whatever I guess is important or my mom tells me because uh, <laughs> the, news, the news is upsetting. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain um,
0: narrative they push.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she was telling me about it and I said, it happened again. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. She was like, I was like, okay, what else is new?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's sad <laughs> it that it's getting to that point.
1: <laughs> it's, it's never new. I've grown up with it my entire life. I have cousins who've been who sadly this has happened to them. Um, And so, you know, it's very prevalent in my life. Um, And it was a little difficult. My mom told me she was literally not going to talk to me ever, ever again. If I went to a protest, she of course said she was kidding and she would just be really upset. But she was like, do not go to a goddamn protest, I was like, okay, I won't. And I turned off my location and I went. Um, <laughs> I went to two in that day. Um, and, you know, my entire mindset is that, yeah, everybody is saying all these things. Everybody is trying to do all their best and everything, but nothing's gonna change. And everybody has been telling me like, no, this feels different. The younger generation is moving forward so much I'm like yeah but, do you, <laughs> but we're not getting anything that we're asking for in the first place do you really think something's gonna change mm. <laughs> yeah we're all speaking up and everything but nothing's gonna change um everybody's just aware of it and i think you know, things can change, but that's only if, I don't know, that's if a miracle happens, I guess. Like you're even hearing about it on the news, even more, more and more things are just coming up and, you know, rising to the surface that we should have known about for years upon years or that is just happening that should have been stopped years and years ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it, it's been upsetting. <laughs> I, I uh, It's been tough to be on my phone at all, yeah. honestly.
0: Yeah, it's hard because a lot there's a lot of I feel like posturing and a lot of like they're doing everything that we that no one's asking for.
1: Exactly. No it's one's like, asking for you to spray paint Black Lives Matter on the streets. Who cares? Yeah, like, <laughs> we know.
0: <laughs> and it's even gotten worse. Like the, the the time i recording, this whole like secret police happening in yeah. Portland. So it, so it's you know I mean, I know people have different views and you can tell where we are and whatever you believe, you believe. But um, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I do agree that protesting does put pressure on the people in office. Because uh, then, you know, it, but it's also disappointing in how long it's taking. But also, it, also keep in mind, it's a big machine of people. It takes forever just to make change. But you know, people have made like quick changes um, I can't, I can't draw any examples right now, but I know like outside of the US, I think it was in the Brit- in the UK or maybe Australia or New Zealand, like the, the first massacre that happened with guns, they immediately banned guns.
1: Yeah, I believe it was, I believe it was either Australia or New Zealand. I, I think I remember what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so it, it's, it confuses me what, why it takes so long. I and mean, I don't work in politics. I know, uh, um, I know a lot of what's happening. Because if the leadership kind of, set, it's the job of the leaders in general to set the tone of what's happening. And if the leaders aren't setting the tone that's beneficial for anyone, you know, this is kind of what we have. Like people, whether it's like BLM or for people who are just, um, I'm going to, I don't want to sound like I'm siding with them, even with the protesters for the no masks, like there's always going to be, not every decision the leader is going to make is going to be beneficial but i don't know I'm going.
1: Be morally correct
0: yeah <laughs> even, even with that moral is so gray sorry i didn't mean to point the finger at you but <laughs> <laughs> like um because then what like what define moral like is it christian morals is it
1: human rights uh, yeah. i would say like human rights don't don't let us die
0: so <laughs> Cause then oh, I I hate that I'm playing devil's advocate because it's so much in my nature. But like, what about abortion and all that stuff? I don't want to get into it, but like, it's just like me thinking of like, what are these other? The, what will the other objective? Not objective. Other perspectives say about all that. But like, have you seen? I think there there are a lot of people teams are addressing it. The whole sexual harassment thing that's happening with between all the dance teams.
1: Like, have I heard about it? Yeah. In general? Yeah. um, It's really upsetting because um, vandals started finally, like having a social distance, not not a rehearsal at all, but kind of just having members or even people outside of the team just teach so that we can feel, you know, whole again, like a dance family. Yeah. And we were finally, you know, we were wearing the masks and being socially distant and everything. (laughs) And we, we were just trying to have a good time again. And then when everything started servicing, they were like, we can't dance anymore. We can't ignore what's going on. We can't meet like nothing's happening. We have to be active, so we're gonna cut off all future classes and sessions that we were gonna have. And I think that was such a really good decision. It just makes me uh, personally upset because I was so excited, but that's that's just my own problems. So I I think it was definitely a right decision to do. It. Yeah,
0: especially uh, since we're going through lockdown 2.0 again.
1: Yeah, that too.
0: Yeah, it was, it was looking. It was looking optimistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're all a little too optimistic.
0: What's one performance that you were looking forward to this year?
1: I was looking forward to? Um, <laughs> I was really looking forward to uh, USJ originally um, before everything happened with USJ. Um, yo
0: you just <laughs> that everything happened he disappeared what happened i just you just reminded me of him like wait the pandemic yeah. happened everyone forgot about usj holy <laughs> shit did you ever that was that ever resolved
1: i don't know <laughs>
0: whoa okay sorry go ahead
1: no yeah exactly that's it yeah <laughs> i was really really excited for that um
0: dude that's fucking crazy okay just just to give you guys like, some context those of you guys listening and why I just like you know went off right now is because usj is called urban street jam uh which was one of like more the more community type events is similar i'd say like uh for lack of a better saying the, the the lower rate version of of world of dance because i know they have like because they try to have their own battles and also choreography competition uh, what happened recently was I think the owner this is just from my understanding, the owner just disappeared and took everyone's money and everyone was on like was on a witch hunt trying to get him like, wh- where did he steal this money or did do- we want a refund? So and as far as I know, it's unresolved because the pandemic ha- happened. How would you feel if this whole thing lasted for the rest of the year?
1: Uh not surprised. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it lasts into the next year. Um, honestly, with how things have been taken care of so far, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah. In fact, it's just getting worse. <laughs> um,
0: We're number I don't know, one. know I just have to figure it out, huh? Yeah.
1: We're number one. In, We're number one in something. In cases.
0: Um <laughs> This is something I actually I just get curious about, and I just randomly ask people sometimes. Like on the days that are tough, like what are the what's the self talk like for you? What What do you mean? Like when it's tough, like how do you get through? Like what what do you tell yourself to get through the day?
1: Mm. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I kind of just tell myself just go through it, just get through it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look forward to things um, a lot because that's what. That's what got me through before uh, the whole pandemic started happening. Um, was that I had a lot of things I would just look forward to in my schedule and in my life. So I started trying to create more things to look forward to within the week and try and schedule things that make me happy.
0: Mm, just
1: yeah, just to distract myself.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of people, uh, I think, is one of the psychology tips that I read. Like, is that what helps people get through jobs they hate? Is they have something to look forward to
1: because mm-hmm.
0: because <laughs> you know because then it's like okay one more day just to keep going
1: yeah yeah um i made it kind of what is what is the word not a well almost a routine that after work like i'll skate home on the bike lane because that way i could just take one bus and not be like inside a crowded space with people
0: yeah um, oh yeah oh
1: yeah it's safer for me kind of and then i get to skate and i get the sun and everything um so i try and look forward to that and do that once a day
0: a question that we had kind of asked in the previous temper tantrum group podcast what we all shared our like self-care routines or self methods of self-care what are you what are you doing right now because quarantine is like like we're not meant to be isolated we're also not meant to be in closed spaces. We're social creatures. So, like, people were sharing their self care routines. What's yours?
1: Um, I built two Lego sets. Um, <laughs> sick. <laughs> I started uh, playing more video games. I almost got 100% in Lego Star Wars. Oh, at, like, <laughs> <laughs> I started drawing. Um, nice. Yeah, and just getting more into the visual art that I used to do. Um
0: what type of visual art?
1: I I mean I was um I used to do a lot of photography, so I started taking more pictures of, you know, stuff that I think is beautiful. I started drawing more and trying to just find my own style. I started um, using like pencils and also ink pens. And nice. I started trying to do watercolor. It's a little difficult for oh,
0: me. Oh like, man.
1: It's, it's so fun. I'm I'm just not the best at it, but you know.
0: Yeah, watercolor watercolor is a tough medium.
1: It really is. Uh, it's a little difficult, and there's so many different ways that you can use it. I guess um, so. I'm just trying to figure out what's right for me. Remember to take your vitamins. Um, <laughs> 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 I learned how to make a bunch of different coffees at home, uh, not have, not like at Starbucks or anything. Coffee?
0: Oh, that's right, because you're a barista.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Shit! I was like, wait, you know what different coffees? Because I just fucking get my Folgers and that's it. <laughs> I was like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been nice. I've been experimenting with different brands. Um, I fixed up the outside space of my apartment now so I can, like, sit outside. And my mom is really into trying to help me out with that because I have Home Depot across the street, too.
0: Oh, yeah. You got a you're got you a nice location for kind of, like, renovating your own spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't really tried. Uh, just trying to make my space as happy as I can and try and have it give me as much good energy as I can.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds good. That's dope that you're like kind of rediscovering things that you were into before, like the whole photography and painting and the creative side. Cause I feel like since there's going outside rehearsals, going out in general is off limits. I feel like it's made a lot of people have to look within to kind of discover things that, you know, outside of bars and, ourselves to like make them happy in a different way like chris and that's what sort of mm-hmm. the, the common th- thing i'm seeing is like people are more using this opportunity to educate themselves more which is great because you know we need more smart people speaking up and not any more ignorance being spewed out
1: yeah <laughs> speaking of education i um signed up back for my classes this semester so since everything is at home i'll be able to do it online hopefully
0: nice oh yeah uh if you guys don't know jamie's a dropout she failed school she listened to my advice i'm
1: dropping <laughs>
0: <in>. <laughs> no she uh she's a student um, don't disclose your where you're at but that's good But i know that when uh prior to the podcast a long time ago we talked about like how juggling going to work and school physically going to school was hard and I, I can and rehearsals so i can only imagine how exhausted you are trying to juggle all these things. So like, how, um, yeah, like uh, not a lot of people actually were are happy about school being online, but it sounds like you, you're enjoying school being online.
1: I'm going to see. Um, online classes have never usually been the best for me. <laughs> but I think because it's the only thing I got, I think I'll be able to manage. At least I'm hoping.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely saves you gas, saves you yeah. or or time. In terms of traveling, because now just gonna it, you just can do it—you can do it at home.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that—that that took out like a lot of my day before. That was a big old problem, so I think it'll work out.
0: Yeah, for um for the other teams that you're on, like how are they kind of? I think the big challenge for me when the qu- the quarantine first happened was trying to keep well. First, take care of my company, but I kind of like I emailed you guys like I was quiet for a while because I was handling all that. Uh, but all these other teams are trying, are doing their best to keep their teams active with each other. So, what's happening with the other teams that you're on right now to stay connected, so to speak?
1: Um, really happy about that, actually. Um, Vandal's never, never really got out of touch with each other. Ever since I like, get started, well, even before it started, we had a lot of people who, you know, played video games on their computers and everything. So they utilize the discord channel like so they can do that together um and so they just kind of started inviting everybody else and we all started making our other games or just hanging out to talk or literally just having each other on zoom and going about our day just to be like within each other's company um and such like that yeah it's it's been really nice um we've had our public social distancing boba trips and whatever else um as much as we can uh, there's never really like a scheduled thing like every week we're gonna do this like it's a rehearsal um, It's more so just so that we know we're all there for each other.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was just family. I was uh, just playing uh, a game called Dauntless with Diego last night <laughs> So it yeah, it's a it's a great game so, uh, that's really cool that you guys are doing some stuff outside of it because I know like trying to do rehearsals in this kind of time. It's like, it's kind of, it. it's different. Like the energy of like having of having a dance when there's nothing to prepare for is hard. Uh, and I know those who are driven in a sense to continue improving their craft, it makes sense because individual, their individual agenda is that they want to get better. Mm-hmm. But like as a team agenda, like, you know, it, it depends on, I'd say a lot of things, I guess, because I, I for, at least for me in terms of temper tantrum, I'm not my goal isn't to like try to train you guys in any sense of like I'm not trying to train you guys to be breakers or all that. if anything, I'd much rather do that in person so I can f- fix your ke- technique and also insult you at the same time. Thanks. But like I can't do I, I mean I do that I do have tutorials online, but I, I prefer doing the drills that I have in mind, oh, the drills uh, in person. So like I said the energy, what's your biggest fear? about 2020 and what's your biggest hope to coming out of it?
1: Biggest fear, biggest hope. My biggest fear is uh, Second uh, term. What? A second term. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <That's> a, <laughs> that that might literally be my biggest fear um, because I, don't, I just I have no hope for, <laughs> for the U.S. Um, I've, I've joked with my mom about moving out of country if that happens. Uh, Again,
0: (laughs) Um, I I don't blame you to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, (laughs) My biggest hope, I guess, is that um, the US actually learns from its people, I guess, Mm. um, and that the quality of life kind of gets fixed at least a little bit. Um, Because even just a small improvement can be nice. Uh,
0: Yeah. I think we're seeing like steps towards that. It's not at the speed we want. You yeah. know, like they did do the, like, you know, take out a certain, uh, cer- I don't know if, how many billion dollars from the po- police in LA to put it into the communities, which is a good start. I know we're still like more. Yeah. <laughs> just like for me, I I because I love history, like I, I, I'm hopeful that things turn out okay because one, if humans were really assholes and shit, we would have killed each other and nuked each other already. And there would be all out. It would be the Wild West, but it, got, it went from like, you know, the Wild West to some sort of modern society where these certain, certain lines you don't cross. You know, it's not perfect, but history shows that we get out of it. So, like, even though we're kind of going through a repeat of, of the Civil Rights Movement, we also went through two world wars. Yeah, we kind of repeated itself. So, but almost
1: three, almost three
0: (laughs) beginning of the year, right?
1: Yeah, (laughs) everybody forgot about that.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, the fuck! It was like one event after the other. It's just that's what I find is find I'm finding interesting because it's like so stacked. And then, um, I haven't, I considered this year in two thousand in the beginning of the year. Like, this is going to be the year to amplify. You know, amplify. The company and all that stuff but in, in reality it like there's a saying that goes when man plans god laughs so because it's like you know because everyone's plans i remember in 2019 everyone's gonna be like oh yeah 2020 gonna be lit fucking halloween is on a saturday everything was on a everything. saturday
1: <laughs> everything's perfect
0: and like it was like the stars aligned but the stars aligned for something else so anything it was a disruption and they they call it people were saying 2020 vision and all that mm-hmm. I think it was more like not so much like their vision for the future but to give us vision to the ugliness that needs to be fixed first mm-hmm. before so we can move forward because otherwise it's it's almost like I, I always say this like an abusive relationship in a sense like people are experiencing it's like they they, it, they can only take so much unterm- and some people uh, before the people lash out and fire back so I feel like a lot of people are doing that and I don't know if you're witnessing this. Oh no, you're not active on Facebook. Maybe I don't know if you see it on Instagram at all. But uh, do you see any of your friends like kind of being torn apart by different perspectives, like BLM versus All that Matter, mask, no mask? Are you you witnessing that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, Friends and even family members kind of having such drastically different opinions and. It's, it's been really interesting learning about people a lot, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but it's not so much of what their opinion is, is whether or not they decide to act on it in such a way. Um, like, mm. yeah, you can have your difference of opinion, but you're, if, <laughs> if you don't like to wear a mask, yeah, but you're still going to wear one when you, when you go out, right? <laughs> you know? Um, that kind of thing. It's not so much what opinion they have is what they do with
0: it, I guess. Mm, action speaking louder than words, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, the whole uh, sentiment of people are saying, like, I'm not going to live in fear. But then, bitch, we fucking wear seatbelts. Are you living in fear? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you stop at a red light. Are you living in fear? No. It's like, yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw the the litmus test of, like, the shopping cart theory. Mm-hmm. Like, this one, is it's the shopping cart theory is, like, uh, it's supposed to just show how well a person can self-govern themselves like if no one's watching like knowing if no one's going to punish them if they did the wrong thing or no, one, no one's going to praise them if they did the good thing so you can tell what kind of person is like what kind of person a person is if they put the shopping cart away
1: mm, interesting <laughs> you know because
0: you, you know because yeah. they, they, then they, ha- they have the ability just to do the right thing even though they don't, they don't get the reward for it yeah. or you're just an asshole and just fucking leaves it in a parking spot and yeah
1: it's like they'll come get it like yeah i guess but i mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah in terms of dance like i'm curious like have you ever thought of doing your own choreography you have right i've seen you like show your own stuff have you yeah uh...
1: It's, uh, it's a little difficult um i i try so hard to make my own choreography sometimes and i kind of i don't know if it's just me getting in my head but it's so hard for me to see choreo I guess on myself or on one person, Um, Hmm. because when I listen to a song and I can imagine something to it, I imagine a whole piece to it. I imagine like a whole body of movement rather than like just myself. So I think that makes it really hard for me to make my own kind of thing. Um, And I've I've just recently started realizing that. Um, Hmm. So I need to try and break out of that. Uh, I got some really good advice that uh, I should consider making choreo to the pieces that I think I'm not good enough for yet. Mm. Um, Because if I keep on waiting for myself to be good enough to make a piece to those songs, then I'm just going to keep on waiting. Um, Exactly.
0: I I agree 100%. I think I like that how you envision that because it's like, you know, it's the way you do it. It's like I would say lean in. Because the way when I choreograph, I always envision a group, big group of people, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, whether it's you know locking or breaking. It's because it just make because I'm always choreographing for the stage. So mm-hmm. like I'd say lean in on that. I, I definitely agree that just do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's that's been the census of everybody. I've been asking. I've been asking about um, for a, just ways to get through the mental block i guess
0: you know what excites like me and like the, the younger dancers like you diego i think uh, marie and all the other young rosie is that i know i think i feel like brandon and crystal can probably share the same sentiments that you guys don't see the amount of potential that we see in you guys yet it's like it's so you guys have it it's like just do it. <laughs> it's it, it, so yeah, fucking Shia LaBeouf was here. Like he, fuck. It, it, cause you guys, cause one, you have the youth on your side and two, you have the same passion that Brandon and I did and, and Crystal did when we were younger. Uh, but we didn't exactly have like, not I don't know. I can't speak for them, but I didn't exactly have someone telling me like kind of guiding me in a sense. So I was kind of always like, am I doing the right thing? Am I good enough at this? So like, but, um, I think you guys have a shit ton of potential. That I'm super excited to see because it's gonna take time. Will what it'll become when you guys are our age? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be sick if you guys stick with it. Because who knows? You guys might lose interest, and in, or you guys might move out of the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it it this it, is the kind of I get this sort of excitement when I see like someone do something that that lights them up, and I'm like, oh, you can be like so much more. You just like it's a certain fire that I can see. I
1: don't
0: know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the next temper tension pod project I have, are we, are you down to do it? <sighs> I
1: think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm calling so you so out right now the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Challenge yourself. Let's
0: do it. Uh, well, this one, okay. I haven't shared it yet because I'm trying to give myself time to, to edit all this other podcast stuff. Um, the, I'm letting you know, you know, probably send it by next week, but it's gonna be, I, I don't know, I haven't given the, pro, the proper title yet, but I'm gonna call it item for now. And you have to freestyle with a personal item of that means a lot to you.
1: Ooh, that's, that's sick.
0: So, and then you can write or you can narrate about like, this is important to me and blah, 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 or you can tell us in the story. Cause then it's like, I feel like there's a lot of people kind of trying to encourage us about masks, that uh, we're going to get through it also there's also r- plenty of negative shit happening already i kind of want to like i want to hear everyone's kind of story and i want us to continue making content and uh, kind of building up the whole temper tantrum repertoire while there's nothing happening because fuck <laughs> and then the, the the underlying kind of because one you'll get to share a personal story and two we can share that we can dance with products <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, like oh you can dance with a picture frame cool You can dance with a mug if you're to, <laughs> if you're gonna travel out of the country. Where would you go?
1: Uh, Germany, I think I have family there uh, and if I went to school to be um if I went to medical school, it could be free
0: so. oh. Yeah. oh Is that what you're going to school for now?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to school for now then?
1: Uh, I'm majoring in kinesiology. Um, I don't really plan on going into uh, going for like more than a bachelor's degree, honestly. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what I could do with it um, with my bachelor's degree, because mainly I just don't. I don't like how much college costs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's
0: pretty. It, it's expensive. You hear me all the say all the time. They tell everyone that's in college to fucking drop out. <laughs> it it is expensive, but it's also, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It does give people the I guess the employment advantage when they see you have a bachelor's degree. Yeah,
1: pretty so much.
0: That so much you're 22. Would that would you would you consider Gen Z? I
1: that's a that's a really good question, Emory. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh that's a that's an age-old question i've been wondering myself i've picked up the tendencies i've picked up the uh the tendencies from millennials but the mindset of a gen z
0: i feel like it because because uh, the gen z is fucking badass like the k-pop stands, <laughs> fucking <enough> up <laughs> to white lives uh I, forget, I think white lives matter or something like that, or blue lives matter I, I forgot what they did something on twitter and then the whole Donald Trump rally. I'm like, geez, yeah, these kids. That was
1: good. That was good. Yeah,
0: these kids are vocal. And the, the thing about that too is like these kids are vocal in the sense of like they're not afraid to step up to their parents if their parents are saying something obviously racist. Like this is that's this is the first generation in a long time that that can parent the parent, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or that. Well, yeah. I think it has a lot to do with. Um, whole internet and social media thing how prevalent it is in the gen z life because all the information is going everywhere so everybody knows so much more than what they would have when i was a kid and like there was a bunch of other protests going on at the time i can't necessarily remember exactly what the names of each movement were but i didn't know anything about the protests i just thought that people were going crazy and that it was unsafe and you know all that people were going manic but you know learning now what
0: I know. You went to protests when you were a kid?
1: No I always just saw it on the news Um, and I I just thought people were manic and just going and tearing things apart just just to do it but now you know I know better. Yeah
0: it's different when you're when you're in it versus just being someone hearing it from the news. Yeah. Um, Have you heard people like because you were at the protest, have you heard people criticize you, criticize it, and have you like tried to engage in conversation about that?
1: Um, me personally, or just like at the protest?
0: You personally, like people saying it online. Because I've I've seen I've had try to like, stay away from Facebook arguments, but people are saying, "Oh, look at these people trying to." This is earlier when looters and all that stuff were, and rioters were there. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're using the protests just to loot and riot, and then, but you're not there like have you had those conver- have you had to have, have those conversations
1: yeah i have had i've definitely had to have those conversations and a lot with like my my other side of my other half of the family um it's been interesting trying to get them to see my point of view or just a different point of view and eventually i guess just kind of had to let them go about what they <laughs> what they are doing because I it didn't it was just going one year out the other. They're not gonna listen. They're not gonna change their mind or anything. What matters is what I do about it. I guess. Yeah,
0: um. but people when people are set in their ways. That's the thing with with um, with adults when they get set in their ways. So as, I don't know why I don't know if it's about just this generation, this part of the world or society in general. The you the older people have a hard time giving the youth actual credibility. Of like for what they're saying or wait. I, mean, I feel like the millennials are giving are listening to looking at Gen Z and kind of listening, but we're also kind of judging them for TikTok dances. So <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> but yeah. every generation is going to judge one another.
1: You don't have to love everything, but, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> are you on TikTok, by the way?
1: Um Yeah, but I don't do any of the dances. I, I just kinda, <laughs> I'm just kind of on there to make to me lurk. happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, for, um, this is uh, one of my favorite questions, like what would, what kind of advice would you have, would you give to a dancer who's the first starting out? Like similar to you, like two left feet and they're not sure where to go. Like what the fuck do I do? What would you say to them?
1: You're going to suck and you're going to hate it, but you know, eventually you won't. <laughs> eventually you're going to see that you don't suck.
0: I love that. <laughs> How long uh how many how often were you practicing and how long did you feel like you started seeing uh, a noticeable growth
1: i i always feel like i'm stuck in one position and then i go through a period of growth and then i kind of stop there and then go through it again um and each each little each little time has been really interesting. Seeing like who I previously was before, um, I think the recent one that I had was um, this past year, and it's shown me. It's made me learn a lot about like what I want and um, how to go about a lot of things, and basically taught me to do this for myself and not for anybody else. Mm. Um, and. It's, it's been really interesting because then, you know, during this whole quarantine, I was able to look back at all my old videos that I've had ever since my first, very ever first performance in high school. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely a lot better. Yeah, I can tell that I'm <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's been so bad.
0: Oh, um, since we're talking about be- memories, what was your most embarrassing dance memory?
1: Uh, many. Starting. <laughs> <laughs> Starting. Ooh. Um, man. <laughs> what was the worst one? I guess this um, this was just as my group. I was embarrassed for everybody. This was just a really prevalent one that I was thinking about. Um, it was one of my own halftime shows at the high school. They, uh, the music wasn't loud enough and we were at the edge of the field and we um. had to enter into the middle and then break out into the choreo. We couldn't hear any of the music. So we started at a completely different time and it was so bad. We literally stopped and looked around at each other for like a cool 30 seconds. we were like, what are we supposed to do? And then, they, and then we started hearing the music. It was so bad. It was so embarrassing. I,
0: I think I did, I performed on the field once. Uh, I, I remember, I, I can empathize cause it's like the, the, the audio is going towards the audience, not you.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. So, it's like no, I need
0: it. <laughs> yeah, if I, I felt the same when we when Lavad did the Clipper show. Yeah. Like when we uh, you did that right.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Like, um, I missed my cue during the tech run through because I couldn't hear shit.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you.
0: I know. I know you're. You're only what five years removed from high school. But like, what what kind of advice would you give to your sixteen year old self?
1: Um. Don't be afraid to do something just because you don't think you look good enough doing it. Mm. Um, and don't think you're gonna look exactly like somebody else when you're doing something. you know that that's really vague, but <laughs> you're gonna make every movement yourself your own. so don't worry about being completely perfect with another person.
0: Yeah, I, it sounds like you know not comparing yourself. So like a, a lot of people definitely get stuck in the comparison trap, especially mm. with social media like they see other these other beast dancers with high production value and <laughs> like a, a cameraman and all that stuff yeah. um, like how do you deal with the comparison trap
1: um i mean don't get me wrong i fall into it constantly all the time i'm always comparing myself and i keep trying to tell myself not to um there's one thing to grow from comparison and there's one thing to just self-loathe from comparison um mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's really about just figuring out what you can actually take from another person and learn rather than bash on yourself or bash on the other person for comparing yourself. Um. Um, I try to look at dance videos for inspiration and less for like, oh, I don't do this right and they're doing it right. um, Mm. Rather than just like, oh, maybe I should move my foot like them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Try and learn rather than...
0: Yeah, because it's I, I agree because it's easy to be like, oh, you look at them like, oh, I suck. Or like, oh, what can I kind of extract the lessons? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's easy. I, I love how you just put it so well in terms of like for learning and then loathing because it's, it's easy because it's similar in what I call, I think, the replay. <laughs> like it's it's not so much comparison trap, but it's more like comparing what you did versus what you can be.
1: Yeah. Like, this is this is
0: something I do when I felt triggered and I acted a certain way and you know you, you do your best like uh, for and in those moments but uh, what I often do when I find myself triggered like much later and I've calmed down is I do a replay of like how like of the situation and so most people replay the situation to self-loathe like oh why the fuck did I do that I should have said this and all that stuff mm-hmm. but like I do it and replay it uh similar to how how athletes review game tape
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like okay i did this i said this like and i know i could do better so what can i do next time mm-hmm. and then obviously the hard part is acting on it when you're triggered because it's so like when you're triggered people go like into nat- the natural tendencies of not serving them but yeah that's kind of like ju- that comparison in, yeah. in regards to com- the comparison trap what are your thoughts on social media since now it's such a huge thing for our industry, or to be like to get booked. I know people who don't have agents but have a huge following, and they get booked together it. And like, how do you? Yeah. What are your thoughts on social media and some of these dancers? I'm not gonna go into it, but anyways, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Um. Well, uh, because I learned from Bliss ever since I started coming into it. He's very community slash industry. Um, yeah, he is. He is definitely pushing us into the industry position. And so I kind of got to learn a lot from that and social media was always just like a portfolio or a dance reel. Um, It was always like, you have to post about yourself. You have to post only complimenting things. You have to make yourself look marketable on your profile. Mm. And it's, it's been difficult because um, I'd love to just use my social media um, and just, you know, for myself, but at the same time, it's important for me to use it as a way to get myself kind of out there. Um, and I guess now it's like even the community is so, is so, is using social media so importantly because, you know, that's all, that's all we got now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've honestly been considering all the topics, everything happening. I still feel like for me at least, it would be out of bad taste to start self promoting right now since. You know, just because BLM isn't trending as <laughs> anymore doesn't mean it's not important. So I still feel like that needs that still needs to be amplified. So if, yeah. for, if anything, I, I I don't know if you've seen it on my stuff or the temper tantrum stuff. I've been sharing the the, the voting video that I sh- that I filmed this year. I, I mean, whether you guys believe in voting or not, it's like it's literally one of the few ways to shoot your shot and making a difference aside from protesting. And like you cast your vote, and you know with I'd much rather shoot my shot and lose and then sh- did not do anything and lose.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
0: Are you voting this year?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you, you talked a little bit about how your, your choreography process and I was kind of like curious, because like, you talked about like you see people in groups. Like what's your thought process of the song, how you start envisioning it, and then how you start putting movement to it?
1: Um, well, music has always gotten me it's always, you know, captured me with its lyrics with, you know, the melody with the person singing. Um, I never really used to pay attention to music for beats or for sounds kind of thing. Um, I really just pay attention to it for the lyrics. Yeah. So it's been a little difficult really trying to pinpoint certain beats and try and hit that like a dancer rather than um, moving with it like the song lyrics. Um, it's so I'm kind of trying to work through that, but also at the same time, kind of utilize it because I think it'd be pretty cool if it was like a competition worthy piece done solely like on the lyrics, song lyrics, rather than like all the backbeats or crazy remixes and stuff like that. Um, oh,
0: that's what that's what a norm that's the that's what you see usually see in competitions now.
1: That's usually what I see. Yeah, I mean, like they'll definitely have some moments like on the lyrics for sure, but um most of the time, I feel like it's you know, everyone's bass, trying to hit a crazy beats. beat. Yeah, the snares, all that, the claps, whatever mm. else in the background. But, you know, I, I, I usually just hear lyrics. Um, I'm just trying to make everything more interesting, I guess.
0: Mm, yeah, I'm so trying to, to th- th- really think simple. back. I think it was similar, except the beats back then weren't as fast as they are now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. even harder.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: crazy. I tried learning one of my friends choreography. It's like, I stopped because the amount of like weight shifting with like with your upper body fucked with my back uh do you have do you have a uh what do you call it, a nickname like a like a, you know there's be like my nickname is almond joy do you have one no not
1: really one? okay <laughs> um people joke around and call me jam and jamie but i mean not really
0: jam and jamie <laughs> that'd be a list that's a sick locker name to be honest
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cute. I think it's funny. I think um. it
0: would like if you go into a locking competition with Jam and Jamie. I like, yeah, <laughs> I think it would be sick. Like, I've only entered I think once as Almond Joy. Uh, I think it's because um, I was too lazy just to, to tell someone to spell out my name, so just like Almond Joy, and I, I got it because whenever I freestyle, I make re- like stupid faces so someone was like Almond Joy Roy and I remember seeing one of my friends like on the stage uh just do it, saying that and then that's where I was dubbed like one of my I guess OG friends he was like yeah that's it that's your name Almond Joy Roy forever <laughs> <laughs> I the thing is I hate Almond Joys oh <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing but what do you envision yourself with dance
1: dance basically just has been there to make me happy and now what i want out of it is i want to inspire people the way that i was inspired um you know back in high school um but i don't want to just inspire like little high school kids like at homecoming dance i want to inspire big amounts of people i want to feel the adrenaline of being up there on the stage mm. and it's it, it brings something out of me. I don't know. I'm a whole different person.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a high that that that's a good kind of addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's kind of like one of the reasons I love performing. Like it's it's because there's the risk in a sense. Like if you fuck up in the choreography, people will see you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are you
0: are done. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the same time, like it's the the joy of like people screaming and then like then realizing moment after moment you're not fucking up like oh i didn't fuck this up <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> I look yeah. Great. yeah have you I, I for a while i got bored at performing to do, doing choreography like, um yeah. i still sometimes experience this when i do choreography um where i mean you might be feel different cuz you're, you're just, young in the game, but I got to a point where like I would literally be able I would literally be thinking out loud when I'm performing. Like, fuck, I'm bored right now. And I just start yelling stupid shit. (laughs) Like have you experienced that? Or have you experienced I'm just gonna draw it back from my experience. Have you ever experienced a moment where like everything feels slow when you're performing?
1: Yeah, but that's always when I started hitting the wall of like, am I actually doing my best? And it was Mm. like it, it hit the wall and i was like no i i'm not doing good i need to do better this isn't going good. and then i'm like oh no it's and i, push it. And I'm like, I can't start getting in anymore. your head <laughs> start, having a, start having
0: a panic attack on stage yeah. oh my god
1: <laughs> like no everything's wrong oh you're a
0: failure <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't tell you. <laughs> that happens at least once every performance or competition piece. Where I'm like, nope, not going good. No, yeah. fix it. Com- fix it.
0: God, fix competitions it. like perf- performing for competition is super different from just an exhibition performance, right? Because really? like what, what goes to your mind versus like or how do you feel? Competition versus exhibition performances.
1: Um, I mean either way, at bottom line, both are fun. Um, but exhibition it's more like I'm doing this because I feel great I can show the world I feel great and (laughs) I just have to go through it and dance and then in competition it's like hit everything perfect look perfect do everything perfect don't forget your face don't forget your hands don't forget your knees
0: (laughs) don't forget (laughs) your eyeballs or else else you'll lose a point
1: yes (laughs) you have to look Exactly in the right direction at the right time, or else everything is gonna go to shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's hilarious to think about it in that way. Um, but it also brings me back to you know, dance makes me happy, but it's also something I constantly want to just learn from and get better at. Um, so
0: yeah, and the and competitions in general, or even battles, like even there's a season that happens, but it's like it, these events happen. Far like are don't happen a lot. It's like once a month or every other week or whatever, depending on what, what scene you're in. But it's like you practice, 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 practice for a small moment in time to see if you get it. And I don't know if you felt it. I uh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I this one hmm. I fucked up at Urban Street Jam in my own piece in locking. <laughs> we start off with a, a, a like a jump, clap the knees into a knee drop. I fucked up and like and then um and it's those small moments that Orikot that kind of hold over until the next one until you get your redemption round what have you have you had that what happened with you
1: (laughs) it's um (laughs) it was kind of funny um it was one of the later competitions that i've been at um the the first piece that i did i feel like it just wasn't executed well like we didn't we just didn't get through any of it correctly and not anyway as it was rehearsed and it just it didn't feel good at all so i kind of used the next piece that i was in to be like i'm gonna do every single thing correct so that i don't have to look back i didn't be ashamed <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of thing. um i was like i luckily for me i got the chance like a few hours later <laughs> um rather than like looming over for a few months
0: uh, yeah dude i was uh, for me it was i think it was from Urban Street Jam, I think in February. I could be wrong on my dates. This is back in 2012 or earlier. And then after that, I didn't get another chance until maybe March, April for World of Dance. And it was easier to get into World of Dance back then. Like, yeah. You didn't because they, they were, it, it started getting harder when they started involving the rest of the world, like in the sense of like they would have qualifiers. Like the best of this would end up being in World of Dance LA. Like yeah. I was able to do at least three world of dances back in the day. So like, have you done any of the big comp, like not big, in- the, like international competitions, like hip hop international?
1: Unfortunately, no. Do you um, want to do it? I would love to. I would love to. So, <laughs> um, even if, even if I don't feel like I'm going to necessarily win the competition, I would love to go just to experience it. <laughs>
0: just, Dude. Just to,
1: just to feel it, just to feel it. Feel the energy, dude. Like
0: of all the competitions I've been to, I get excited. But at Hip Hop International, I was excited nauseous. (laughs) I've never felt that. And then uh, two of the members of fanbiz at that time, like they yacked, and they've like they've never actually yacked because they they've said it like, oh, I'm gonna yak. I'm excited. But then they actually yacked right (laughs) when we're on deck. Oh, god. So, and (laughs) first time, first time on that stage. It feels huge. I missed the stage, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about it, like, you know, like, uh, even with City Walk, like even though it was like, it was, uh, it's not a big stage, it's still like the energy, just the feeling of being on it. Like, what do you miss about being on stage? Aside from the energy, and the performing, just like the, the cop-out answers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do I miss from performing? I miss working up to something and like putting my best gosh dang foot forward and being like, this is the best that I could do from whatever I was given. And then just also feeling like all of the release of all the tension for the past few months. <laughs> <laughs> like ah. <laughs> I start screaming when I'm on stage sometimes um, or like in the backstage. Cause I'm just like, ah, finally it's over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you have before going on stage? Do you have a, a pre-performance routine?
1: Um, kind of, um, I noticed that, well, I don't, I don't, well, once I actually threw up backstage. Also, that's part of your, part of your routine. Yeah, it's <laughs> part of the routine. Um, so I decided I can't do all the jumping jacks everybody does, like to get their heart pumping because mine will pump too much. Um, so. <laughs> There's
0: so much that you yak. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Like halfway into the performance, I'll be like, I'm not good anymore. But I do this thing where I'm on my toes and I bend my knees. It's what uh, one of my first um, dance instructors taught me. And I like clasp my hands together really tightly. Um, She said it was to find your center. Wow. Uh, Yeah, because when I get nervous, like I, it's like my feet are lifted off the floor. Like I can't be stable on them. So it really helps me to center myself again.
0: Um, That's cool. This is your first dances that's so cool that it's like it made such an impact for you it's become like a grounding tool a tool of grounding that's cool do you when you perform either before or after do you feel like the the tinglys like you know like when your feet your feet are numb or hands are numb do you feel that
1: yeah my knees shake and i'm like i i can't i can't be stable (laughs) like i have to hold a position in the front like my knees are shaking (laughs) shit it's so hard sometimes I really
0: like to wear baggy clothes when I perform
1: because you like, can't
0: really see it <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I could imagine if you were if the the costume calls for tight-fitting clothing like, like and you're oh. doing a hold you'll be like <laughs> <laughs> just shaking I that's one of the reasons I, I prefer being in the second line or in the back because it's less pressure there's always like someone else I can watch from the side I'm like okay they didn't fuck up or if I see, or if they, if I see someone fuck up, I'm like, "How you fucked up?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I can focus on them rather than myself.
0: Yeah, because when you're front center, I still am ad- not a fan of it. I just do it because I think I lock better than everyone <laughs> in, in the group. So um, it's it's I guess the pressure of like there's no one watching. You have to make sure you're on count, and the, I have experienced this. This was when we were backup dance. I was backup dancing. We were in a line, in a in a position in a way where we couldn't see each other, even though we were in the line. And somehow, all the dancers got an eight count ahead of the of the singer. So when she tried to do the choreo, she was like, "The fuck are you? You're an eight count ahead." So uh, I mean, we I, I mean, I guess there's really no excuse because if you're backup dancing, but like we also didn't have enough for her time but that's a cop-out. <laughs> <laughs> we just sucked. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, my, my routine, my pre-workout routine seems aggressive. Like, uh, I don't, like, when I, when I am backstage, I, and I'd say, like, I'd say a minute or two before we perform, I stop talking to everyone. Like, um, and I start, I get into this really angry kind of look, and I, like, and you guys, you guys, if you guys are listening to this, you guys can't see what my routine, but watch the video on our, youtube is i do this hit ch- i hit both sides of my chest and i hit both sides of my head i do that like boom 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 and then and, and i do like uh, a certain breathing ritual i go <laughs> it's like to kind of like i don't know i've done that for a lot of performances and if I've, i noticed if i don't like it's it psychs me up and i i think i'm also using my anger as energy like
1: mm-hmm
0: because you know it's a i'm not trying to be like dance with an angry face the whole time but i'm like trying to summon that kind of energy because i've noticed that if i don't kind of like find my pattern or it's like me letting go of like the negative vibes like whew. but i've also noticed like if i don't breathe properly when i'm dancing i'm like i don't know if you've ever done that like you you're like so excited when you're dancing you just stop breathing like yeah it's
1: <laughs> like <geez. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, that's what one of the reasons i kind of like that's fucked me up and i noticed like if i don't like make my body aware of oh, this routine of breathing yeah
1: yeah mm, yeah <laughs> i definitely have to remind myself a lot but it sounds like you're like waking up the energetic body inside of you it's interesting
0: yeah because i don't know i i, I think I, I was inspired by manny pacquiao when he did it but i'm also like for some reason, I get like in a really hyper competitive state of mind, even though I'm not comp- comp- competing with anyone aside from, like, because I haven't competed in forever. But it's just like I'm gonna fucking rip the audience's face off right now with this <laughs> dope ass performance. They better they better like my dancing, because I'm <laughs> I don't know I don't know. It's that's I just feel like everyone's like I don't know. I I get this. Competitive focused zone of like let's fucking kill this shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> it could
0: be too, It could be just too much testosterone. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I like doing some hypotheticals. Like, I'm. Mean, I'm probably gonna be doing this with everyone. So if you guys have, if I haven't interviewed you yet, anyone who's listening from Temper Tantrum, you'll get some fun questions too. Um, 30 years down the road, like this is like, well, where do you see yourself five years from <laughs> So, 30 years down the road, what do you see yourself as in, to, in relation to dance?
1: see myself in relation to dance. Yeah, anything's possible, you know. I can only hope that I'm still moving <laughs> like that, like this
0: at that point. Oh, you're 22. You're, you're only 52. <laughs>
1: yeah, 52. I know, but like.
0: <laughs> I'll be retired 60. Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how my knees will be then. <laughs> my knees. <laughs> my <back>. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I definitely don't plan to stop at any point for one. Um, I hope that it still has such a prevalent force in my life that I'm doing it consistently enough that, you know, I don't really have so many negative repercussions that I would if I like were to sit down and stop and just let my body sit like that for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope to be not a figure so much that people can like learn technical information from or historical information from necessarily or anything like that, but just kind of realize what they could do with themselves from what mm-hmm. I did with myself kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
0: what kind of body of work do you imagine leaving by then?
1: What do you mean? Do you mean?
0: Like by, by the time I'm 60, just, uh, uh, to play hypotheticals on my end by the time i'm 60 i would like to have made an impact through people on with my online courses by the time i'm 60 i would like to have seen temper tantrum be a viable way of people making money off their passions mm-hmm. like they we have 30 company mem- members we're working with a lot of uh brands and creating content for them we're doing shows but we did shows like almost like you're speaking past, past tense that mm-hmm. like that had already happened
1: gotcha. Good question. Um I hope personally that people can look at something that I produce and are able to be like, Yeah, that's Jamie's. Like that's that's her art. Mm. That's her piece. Um I hope that I could bring some mm, mm.
0: Or it, everything's in the realm of possibility. So there's no right or wrong at this point. So it's just f- for fun.
1: yeah, It's just interesting. I haven't thought about it in that way before. Um, what I hope that I can leave is another way for people to learn without, still without feeling judged, I guess. Because, mm. you know, no matter what everybody does, it kind of still feels like some people are judging you, no matter where you are. Um, Mm. like even if you're in the industry, of course you're, even if you're in the community, even if you're not in either of them, you're just doing your own thing. I hope to bring, you know, peace of mind so that people aren't going to look at you and automatically tell you what you're going to do wrong. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but eventually. Mm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like the, that's, the saying, I don't know how I'm going to do that, is always the first step, the first thing people say before they create something. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to start this company, but fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Since since we're like doing future projections, what do you think your... Because you did 20 to 16-year-old, 22 to 16-year-old, what do you think your 60-year-old self will say to you?
1: Um... To just fucking do it. <laughs> just don't, Stop being a bitch. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> it's <a cat>. like, <laughs> God. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a
0: bitch. Just do it, bro. <laughs>
1: just fucking do it. The only person stopping you is you.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you two questions. <laughs> this is called The Three Truths from uh, the lewis house podcast school of greatness make sure you guys go listen to them this is not a sponsored ad or for the lewis house podcast it's just a sick sick question that i like asking people um so you're 80 years old or six and every single piece of body of work you've made is gone no longer exists you're in your deathbed and you only you and you can only write down like three pieces of advice to help people be successful
1: what would that be the first one is always love each other. But, um, love each other. Love yourself. And don't be afraid to fuck up.
0: Ooh, nice. Ooh, simple. To the point. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And last question, because I, I, I think a lot about legacy. I, I think a lot about what people will say about me when I'm gone. Um, and what, what do you want people to say about you when you're gone?
1: Um... I'm people say that even though, even though I didn't always look like I was trying, it always it it paid off in the end.
0: Hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it. Where can people find uh, find you online to stalk you and?
1: Uh... My uh, all, all my stuff is under curly Q C E R L C E R L Y Q.
0: Wait. How did you come up with that username, by the way?
1: Oh, um, because my hair is so curly, curly, so I was like, "Oh, curly cute." And but then, like, the actual CU art, whatever, was um was taken. So I was like, "I'll just i put an e." Curly, oh, <laughs>
0: that makes sense. I was like, "Curly Q. I I get the curly part, but I don't. I think I never got the "q" part. Got it. <laughs> so everything we mentioned. Oh, actually, one last thing. do you want to share any last thing to the audience? Love each other. Okay, so. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. If uh, everything we talked about, links are in the description. Uh, Jamie, I appreciate you being down for video. I know I know you weren't uh, looking for it. You didn't want to do the video today, but this is going to be huge because people can see everything we're talking about and they can connect with you in a more personal level. Aside from just like hearing it, but they can see us and kind of interact. So everything we mentioned is in the is in the description down below. Links down below. Uh, Give her a follow. Give Temper Challenge a follow. And that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Throwing Tantrums. We appreciate you guys. Be safe. Go vote. Uh, Do your part and love each other. And we'll see
1: you guys in the next episode. Peace.